news, everyone. I'm back, baby. It's Jake C. Lee. I'm great. Everybody else sucks. Oh, oh no. It's every nightmare I've ever had. Excuse me. It's time to check the link. Pretty crazy, huh? <laughs> but it doesn't matter because none of this has anything to do with the show. You know what? You just made the list. <laughs> oh, wait, you serious? Let me laugh even harder. It's all in sports. Sure, we talk about it all the time. Really? No. Game on, everybody. It's all in sports. It's been a while, but actually, <laughs> Chris Minnie's the guest. Again, this is wonderful for everybody to make it be, of course. So, but, Chris, I don't know if you know, I had a short one yesterday. I had to explain to D'Angelo Williams what the hell the Taysom Hill contract meant. Former football player, you don't understand what's going on, but I guess, you know, who cares about that when you're not playing? But anyway, real quick for everybody, make sure you're checking out Chris Meany at Chris Meany. Make sure you're checking him out at FTN Network and his bets. And I have been staying away from some hockey, so he's been on a nice roll again, as always, because I avoided jinxing him. Uh, I have to apologize to Benny because now I've been jinxing him instead. So <laughs> make sure you're checking him out. And I don't know how much longer it's going to go, but because of the free agency in the NFL draft uh, that's coming up, what we're talking about today is the free agency. $1 a month is back at The Athletic. Uh, again, don't know how long it's going to be, so sign up if you haven't. But again, Chris, hey, are you happy I'm staying away, or do you feel like you're letting me down? Because I told you, Brandon Fonsted was telling me he's impressed that I'm blaming myself for ruining your picks. Because all I see is people tweet about how good your picks are and how good Benny's picks are. And then I'm like, you know what? I trust these guys. They're my friends. And I jump in and I missed three out of four. You said I wasn't going to miss three out of four. And I missed three out of four on your picks. It's remarkable. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with Funston there. You've, you've been easy on us because we, we got to be giving you winners. I don't believe in, in jinxes and curses and, and, you know, the Tim Anderson know. thing. Neither is, do I, but at this point? It, oh. Yeah, at this point, it is getting it, it's it's very interesting. You know, every time you show me the screenshot, I'm like, wait, what? I, I don't want you to stay away. I want to see you win. I want to see it turn. You've had a lot of bad beats. You and I are in communication every day, and I've seen more bad beats in the past four weeks than I've seen, you know, I bet every day that I've seen in a year and other people that I know that bet every day. And, and it's it's remarkable, man. It's crazy. I think it's going to turn for you. We're at the halfway point in the <laughs> NHL season. So maybe the second half. I got to stick great. to college basketball. That's the only one I'm doing well on. Yeah, college it's basketball. It's the one I know the least about. <laughs> I, and me too. And I try to stay away, but we do have a couple guys who know who know a lot of it. You know why? I'll tell everybody out there. You know why college basketball? Because you know what? You want to know the only bets I take in college basketball are double-digit spreads. Mm. That's really what I, I take a lot of dog double-digit spreads. Nice. Yeah, that's a way to to make bank. And there's a couple of like double-digit, you know, even in the first couple of days of the tournament that are that are interesting as well. But I had a tweet roll through just about an hour ago and, and somebody just give me a shout out about my, my hockey knowledge and, and the bets and stuff. And I almost tagged you and said, <laughs> yes, Jake, how well my hockey knowledge is and how well it's going for him. It's not going that well for, for him and, and not for everybody, but no, I do have a new plan though, Chris. It. So I'm going to test this out. This is the next one. Uh, I'm not going to do it today and tomorrow because so got hockey is going to be like fifth on the list because so justice league Snyder cut, NCAA tournament, then we have Falcon Winter Soldier, and then we have Final Space Season 3 all coming out this weekend. <laughs> and I might actually have a date this weekend. So this Ooh, just is. Maybe. Yeah, hey. I know. We'll see. 
You know how that goes. We might get to the day of. Oh, real quickly. We're going to skip. This is going to be the super fastest version, everybody, so you don't have to skip ahead. I'm not going to put it at the end, but I do want to update Chris Meany because there was two unbelievably miserable experiences. All I have to say is texting for multiple days, both of them. Both of them set up a date to go out on Saturday. I wasn't doing what everybody tells me, texting too much, not setting plans. Did all this type of stuff. The one girl in the midst of texting me out of nowhere asked me if I had any kinks. <laughs> like, how do I respond to this? Um, so I played that off. But point being, that's how forward this girl was. And then Saturday rolls around and then she tells me she feels like I'm looking for too much and good luck and blocked me on Instagram. We followed each other on Instagram and unmatched me in the app. So I was like, okay, don't know. And I never even alluded. I never even said like, hey, I want something super serious. Let's get married now. Like, never said that. The other one, same thing, Saturday, the week later, Chris, um, kind of stopped responding on Friday and I didn't say anything. Woke up to a text on Saturday where she apologized, said she had a rough day, just wanted to go to bed. Should have communicated better. Like, all right, you know what? I'll give her a pass. Texted back and forth, blah, blah, blah. Get around noon. Uh, she sends me a picture from in bed. She was clothed, like she had, but like, hey, excited for tonight. Blah. Noon comes, and then I never heard from her again. <laughs> it's so weird. I feel like you, I do feel like you're dodging bullets with some That's of the, what yeah, some of the girls. <laughs> yeah, I know it's annoying to hear that, but I do feel like listening to how some of these have played out i feel like whew, i think you dodged a bullet there jake that's a good one you didn't want her to write back you didn't want to meet her but the fact like the kinks thing is 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 crazy it's <laughs> before you meet right to have that who question, asked that before you like, who asks that yeah it makes you think like what kind of night you could have been in for like what was the correct response like what was she looking for in that response like yes i have several kinks that i'm you know that i'm interested in and maybe showing you or talking about it. it's like okay yes, bye do you i'm not own a spider-man mask <laughs> yeah she would have to want you to say yes right no like that's a that's a very I, forward can... question here, here look we're gonna move on because i don't want to waste everybody's time talking yeah. about this i i said i i tried to make a joke of it i said you could call me a basic b and you know lingerie dirty top blah blah or whatever yeah. and then the conversation didn't stop she went into one of hers she said she had multiple went oh, into one of hers of kept talking and then this was three days later when Saturday. so that was tuesday when I got those texts. So anyway, wow. it oh, just seems yeah. like a, a, a conversation that you would have on like a second or third date. You know what I mean? Before you actually even, go even out. Then. <laughs> yeah. I just, I'm, I'm thinking like after you've been together once, at least <laughs> a year later, let's, let's start experimenting. But yeah, anyways, that's so what do you do for fun? And what do you like in the bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> Before you meet. That's what I mean. Before you meet. Super strange. I, mean, I still might have been tied up somewhere. Who knows? Anyway. <laughs> NFL free agency. <laughs> yeah, good segue. Uh, yeah, good segue. You're being tied up somewhere. There you go. Tied up with your new team. So yeah, whatever. Um, let's do a quick hit version of some of the older stuff because it's been so beaten to death at this point, even though it only happened Monday and Tuesday because the NFL free agency basically said, I mean, can we call this the truth, Chris? Legal tampering? Like That's not even a thing anymore. NFL free agency starts on Monday. Can we just say that? 100%. Yeah, I mean, like, I saw the, the tweet from the Chargers about how they can't talk about it, but everybody else can talk about it and report about it. But it's it's silly. It opens up on Monday. We, we've had this conversation so many times. I don't understand why it just doesn't officially open up on Monday. I You know what? And the thing was, is if everybody was paying attention at 4 o'clock on Wednesday, crickets. 
Yeah. <laughs> it was like, well, we already know all these things. Thanks. Exactly. Exactly. They're just official now. So let's just let's slap the Patriots all together here. Uh, Cam Newton down the line. So Cam Newton's back. Hunter Henry's there. Jonathan Smith is there. Nelson Aguilar's there. Kendrick Bourne's there. Everybody and their brother is there. Uh, just as a whole, you know my feelings. Everybody out there knows my feelings that I'm giving Cam Newton a semi-pass for last year. I don't think he gets back to 30 passing touchdowns. I don't think he's ever nearing the 3,844,000 passing yards. But I do believe him about the COVID and switching new teams on top of it and the missed time. I think he could get back. I, this is what I did, Chris. I averaged out his quote-unquote six worst years. So... The 4,000 yards took away. The MVP season took away. I even took away last year for the rushing purposes because the rushing touchdowns skew him last year as well. But if you take out his average, you get a pretty decent quarterback that's 33, 3,400 yards, 23, 24 touchdowns, 500 rushing yards, six rushing touchdowns. So I think that's doable with all these pieces. But the problem that I think you're going to agree with as well is all these pieces now mean which one do we even want? Because I don't want either tight end. Not that interested in Kendrick Bourne at all. Uh, if Edelman is gone, maybe some Nelson Aguilar, but Nikhil Harry still hasn't been traded. I mean, is this just avoid the entire team outside of a running back and Cam Newton? Yeah, I think so. I will say that I really like what the Pats have done. And, you know, not a, a lot of people listening, and, and you know this, and, and all your subscribers know this at The Athletic, is just they've never spent like this before. They haven't needed to. And, you know, you look at last season and a few players opt out and then the additions that they've had this season, I think that they're a playoff team, even with Cam. I, I really do. I think at least they'll they'll hang around and compete for the wild card. I still think it's the Bills division to lose, but I think they've set up nicely for Cam and they started it last year and it was strong to start the season. He looked decent, right? It's like, oh, wow, this offense, you know, Cam kind of fits in. It's as, it's as exciting. They just didn't have any weapons and. You bring in the two tight ends and a deep threat. They're going to run the football uh, quite often, I would imagine. But Cam wasn't, you know, as bad as he was with the touchdowns, the eight touchdowns and the 10 picks, you didn't really have anyone to throw the football to. And and that's the biggest thing. He, We make excuses for Harry. I've made excuses for Harry. At this point, I still think that there's potential there, but it's not going to be anywhere near the the hype that he had when when he was drafted and Edelman has been, has been banged up. But Aguilar showed last season that he can be – very serviceable as a deep threat guy. So, you know, you can, you can take shots down the field with him and utilize both tight ends who can block as well. I think I have a little bit more interest in Smith than Henry, but I agree. I'm, I'm not totally like, I won't, I probably won't have many shares. Like I, I maybe I'll have one Johnny. Who I think he can do some creative things with him. It's pretty explosive after the catch, but I think maybe Aguilar would be that guy that I would have the, the one, one or two shares some interest in, but you know, Jake, one thing I was encouraged with Cam was the rushing yard. You say you took it out. You took some stuff out. But for him to run for 592 yards coming off that, that foot injury and the shoulder injury and only having you know 488 in 2018, I was very encouraged to see that, that he was running. He was looking like himself, double-digit rushing touchdowns. He looked like the old Cam from that standpoint. Now you get him some weapon, weapons, second year in the offense. I, I like the moves, but from a fantasy standpoint <laughs> – yeah, I'm probably out on all these guys. I don't even mind Cam, I don't think. Like, I, again, well, I'll have a lot of Cam. He's going to run, right? He's going to run. Yeah, oh, yeah. He'll yeah. be my second quarterback. He'll be Absolutely. my second quarterback if Great I draft, like, a Brady, a Tannehill, a Staff, like, one of yeah. those safety quarterbacks. And I'm saying, you know what? 
Yeah, that's where if I don't go rookie, then I'll go with Cam Newton. Because what is Cam Newton's best years? It's when he's going at the end of drafts. It's when nobody exactly. wants him. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I had his MVP season. It was the last round of our flex draft. And that's when I took him. And so that was a great year. But all right, Patriots moving on. Uh, what else did we miss from the old stuff? The Saints have been beaten to death uh, at this point. Quick version. Uh, if Winston's the quarterback, is he a QB1 for you? Yeah, I think so. Uh, borderline and right, right around that 12 mark. Absolutely. I mean, I, I he's still got some decent weapons there. You know, Michael Thomas, obviously I would love to see him start, but what do you think the chances are, man? Like Hill. Is oh, I think just... it's, I think it's really good. I just don't think that Hills five to seven touches per week are going to go away. Like, right. I, don't, I don't think we're getting Steve Spurrier trying to play the committee, like college type situation. Yeah. Uh, but I do think that if, if Winston wins, which I assume he will, uh, I still think Taysom Hill's not going anywhere, which, by the way, the NFL is going to do something about that contract. <laughs> that's a, well, I said that's a loophole, a... right, that they got to figure out. Right. More teams are going to be doing fix this that. stuff. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. This is like when Belichick ran that formation. They're like, okay, yeah, we'll let you get away with it this time, but now we're putting a stop to it. I would like, like to that... see the Saints. I know they're strapped. I'd like to see them get another weapon, though, in the offense, right? Like they lost. Not that Sanders was anything too exciting, but, you know, they lose him. And then what? Like the two is Traquan Smith. I just... I, I, I know they Callaway, lost. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Cook, maybe this is a, a breakout for, for Trotman, uh, potentially. I, I think I just saw Cook before we came on sign with the Chargers. Yeah. I'm um, going to get the, that yeah. dude. But I, I would like to see another weapon, but I would feel a lot better about my Thomas Dynasty shares, you know, with Jameis under center as opposed to what last week I was thinking. Oh, my goodness. Are they just going to roll with Hill? <laughs> well, so how far are you moving down Camara? So, because I am, but I'm not. I don't think it's egregious. I just, for me, Chris, it goes from Camara with Drew Brees is in conversation to be the number two running back. For me now, this just takes him off that number one tier into the second tier, which isn't for everybody out there. It's not a big tier disparity. Like the number one for right. me was Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Camara, and if Brees returned. And Saquon Barkley. And then tier two was Derrick Henry. Um, Taylor Derrick Henry might just, No, Derrick Henry might have just been sitting by himself for the tier two. Yeah, I would agree with that. And, the, the, and now he's with Derrick Henry. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think he's in that tier. He's still a top five back for me. You know, hearing that Marlon Mack is going to be back with the Colts is... Don't care. I Like, you don't care that he's going to cut into Taylor? Or do you still, no, I mean, I still to. like Taylor, but it it is... It's still annoying though. Like it's completely. No, I don't think it is at all. So really? here's here's what I compared it to, and see, it's a. Would you have the same reaction if they signed Adrian Peterson? No, but that's, would we have gotten to see? Would we have gotten to see this Taylor breakout? I mean, it took forever to see it because with Hines, but at the, I know it was just one game, but it looked like Reich was going to use himself some Marlon. Well, Matt. it did, but I'll compare it to another thing. I'll compare it to Spencer Ware when Kareem Hunt first got drafted. Is that everybody sat there and said, we know Kareem Hunt is more talented. But it's the NFL, and if you're performing, and it's easy for... We know, there's, yeah, we know there's a slim margin between excellent, really good, and good running backs in the NFL. Like some, 
uh, you know, common follower of the NFL might turn on a game and not even know like what's the difference between Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack. And I'm not saying like people who play fantasy. I'm just talking about somebody who doesn't watch a lot of football. Right. But we know that the difference is there, and that's where I think like he got his opportunity. It's his job now. Jonathan Taylor, talent wise, to Marlon so Mack is a huge gap. Yeah. And now it's his. I think if anybody's the threat, it's still Naeem Hines. But yeah, so I'm not worried about that one. Uh, I think we'll agree on this one. We're not happy, and we are worried about DeAndre Swift now that Jamal Williams is on the line. Oh, right? yeah, that's that's brutal. I mean, I got Swift in a couple dynasty leagues, and that's uh, that's not what I wanted to hear at all, that they were going to – that they brought in Williams. The one thing, you know, just back to Taylor for a second, like last week I was in the, I think, sixth spot in a draft, and I took Taylor over Kamara. I don't know if I would do that now, mm-hmm. just – I see. I could. I could see that because I would have taken Kamara either way. So yeah. yeah. So now I maybe I'm. You know, I put Kamara just one spot ahead of Taylor. But yeah, this stinks for Swift. It's and this is going to be a bad football team. I, I think you know right now, Swift could potentially lead the team in catches. Like that's that's very possible <laughs> that he could. That's the one thing I'm just like. All right. Well, maybe he'll still catch. But you know, we know that Williams can catch too. He can be a goal line guy. You know, a sidebar, I thought that the Packers just should have signed Williams and not gave that money to Aaron Jones, but it, whatever. Like, Jones now, I guess it's, you know, his his backfield for the most part. A.J. Dillon in there, going to get a few touches. But for this Detroit team, I was looking forward to Swift potentially being a bell cow back and, and being a guy that could touch the ball 20 times. And he was very productive in a PPR format last year, catching balls out of the backfield almost every single game. Like this is a guy that you can bank on three grabs from him. And from a prop standpoint, he was always a two and a half. And it was somebody that I always took the over on, but this is just more reason for me, like seeing we'll get to probably some other backfields, but seeing this, um, you know, again, back to the Colts, another back there, you know, another back in, in Vegas, it's just all the more the reason to grab running backs early in your draft, right? Get these bell cow backs. You're not going to be frustrated with these committees because there's going to be times. I know Patricia's not around anymore, but this is, again, a very bad Detroit team. And a lot of teams just want to have a second back and rotate through some guys. So I just, it, it is a bummer. I had Swift yeah, as, well, a, as a potential top 12 back, right? Like upside to be a top 12, I think he still does, but well, now I got to yeah, move him back I had to him, low teams. I had him as a high end running back, too. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and that's I keep him right there. Probably move him down a few spots or two, uh, just because you mentioned it. Williams is going to come in and it's going to get touches, and it's going to be a bad team. That was p- part of the fact that it's, it's going to be a bad team is why I have Swift as an RB one, and not that I'm worried about the pass catching because you mentioned it. They will be down plenty, and there will be a lot. But the problem is Jared Goff doesn't throw to his running backs twelve percent of the time. The li- the Lions the past two years averaged twenty percent. To their running backs 12 for jared goff now i'm not saying that jared goff can't change and similar to Jameis winston now you know Jameis winston is a big drop off from drew Brees, and it's uh, Jameis winston never had camaro so things can change but that's still a big discrepancy to go from stafford to golf talent wise period and then you add in williams you know we were hoping that swift could get around 17 18 touches a week now williams being there that throws it out the window and that just cements the fact that swift is still great swift is still an amazing player He's just stuck in RB2 perpetuity, 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 if I can say that right, perpetuity. Poop, there you go. Perpetuity. 
poopoo poopoo to it yeah it's poopoo it's, 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 it's I, I would buy we low. haven't would talked you, about jared goff yet well, yeah. oh man would you buy low on you think there's a buy low window in dynasty maybe potentially for swift because for me i wouldn't sell him i have him like i said i wouldn't but i was bummed to hear this and i think maybe potentially owners would be bummed too i i can see it it definitely it's one of those field and kind of see what the offers are out there because yeah. talk about this all the time is like when your opportunities actually you know i'll say i'll come compare it. i have john brown as a good example of that not for dynasty but for selling purposes um so actually we'll just real quick we'll just we'll jump around we're screwed we're just gonna we're going all over the place uh the john brown situation i think is a good opportunity to buy then sell for the season seasonal only not talking about dynasty but this is where it ties in is that it depends you got to field your offer so why i say that is because there's a lot of people that be like my league is too smart for that but that's fine i understand that <laughs> we play in a lot of leagues i play in a home league with people that have been playing for 15 years and i still have two or three people that have been in the league for like eight years that aren't as smart as everybody else nothing is they just don't spend that much time as everybody else does and that's just because they have other passions in life so why i say that is because john brown for me i love this signing for what henry ruggs could do put him back in the slot we'll use him like a juju smith schuster look at michael thomas like something like that don't force him outside but i say that because i could see john brown being the number one for the raiders for the first month month and a half of the season and then rugs takes over similar to like a rookie running back uh so that point being is draft brown sell high on him and then get rugs for later in the season again miles sanders from a couple years ago but obviously not everybody will be able to do that a lot of people will be in leagues will say like i don't want john brown because i only think he has a limited value to start the year so obviously and that's where i tie it into deandre swift if you have a league where you could get him for a low-end rb2 cost definitely go do it but there might be a lot of leagues there like you you might be the owner in your league who say you know i'm a casello i still know deandre swift is immense talent right yeah that's that's the thing like i i wouldn't sell him but i think potentially like, that's what i heard from you know the rumblings on twitter and a couple of my home leagues and just like oh well, this sucks for swift like <laughs> we'll be drafting swift next year and that kind of stuff when you hear that and he's going to fall down draft boards I, I'm he's probably not going to be on my radar either, but there's a buying window there because he will fall down draft boards a little bit. Like you're, you're talking about adjusting him in your rankings. I'm going to adjust him in mine. Like I, like I said, I had him as a, you know, borderline RB 15 and now I got to put him around 20, right? This is just the way it is because Williams will be, he will be a factor. He's shown before, man, you know, when he's, when it was his backfield, <laughs> you've ranked him as an RB one. I've ranked him as an RB one. Yeah. We play him in DFS. So he did everything he can catch. He can be a goal line guy. Uh, he he's, can be a, you know, a decent running back when given the opportunity, but he's just going to cut in. Right. So there's not going to be, I don't think too many 20 touches, 20 touch games for him. I, I like the Brown signing as well. I'm not into him from a fantasy standpoint, but from what you said, I think makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, even taking shots on Carr and his low A dot, he was still able to, you know, we talked about Aguilar, like Aguilar had a pretty solid season last year. Yeah. Even with still some drops, like he was very serviceable well, and you people didn't want it. How many weeks, how many respect. weeks do we talk about the air yards per target for Henry Ruggs and the air yards just right. sitting there and that he just, yeah, it's going to come exactly. around. Yeah. So. And, and I, th I don't think they used, I don't think they used Henry Ruggs properly second year inside the offense i think they get him more involved but there you know watching a lot of raiders games there were times when he was actually you know the speed that he has and he possesses yeah. 
he well, faced a lot is, of like double coverage to be honest right and that's what i'm gonna say is like and this is so this is going to be and sound like a victory lap and I'll, and this is one of the cases i don't sound i don't care if it does sound this way because i'm trying to make a point here for everybody out there so everybody knows i was exceptionally high on henry rucks i still am but if anybody was paying attention to me i also said as soon you remember this because we were talking at the time chris mm-hmm. as soon as the injury happened to brian edwards i said this is bad it's Very time bad, to get off yeah. henry rugs because brian edwards wasn't ready to be outside but he was going to take that number one outside presence and let henry rugs move around and let Henry rugs spread spend some time in the slot which would hurt renfro a little bit but let him be used to his skill set henry rugs should not be a true outside perimeter always wide receiver in the nfl that's not who he is so i I was on him, and then I said, get off of it. Travis Fulgham. <laughs> I was like, super, yes. And then what did I tell you? For you, even as Eagles fans, I said, I hate to say this. It pains me in my soul to say this, but as soon as teams start treating him as the number one, that's it. It's yeah. going to be done. Yeah. It's going to be it was, over. And it was done, and it was done in a hurry. <laughs> right. So it yeah. can be both. So I only say that to make sure it's like, you know, we miss. I miss. Hey, I'll give you a miss that I still missed on the entire year. I did not think Justin Herbert was going to do that. I was wildly off on justin herbert who did though the guy set records right but i mean i also thought he was going to bomb as a rookie like i thought his rookie season i was you want to tell me if you said 16 games justin herbert last year he's starting every single game for all intents and purposes only got that he got 15 at at the season because of taylor but if you told me that i probably would have said 18 20 touchdowns and about the same in interceptions so yeah. that's why. That's why I was wildly wrong. I just, again, I did not expect him to be able to step in after what I saw in college for three straight years. So all that being said. So you, I, I'm saying this to say, listen to us the entire year. All of us. I'm saying Chris Meany too. This is in my pocket. Like all of us, because things can change. We can adapt. But since we're talking about the Raiders, you bring up the other one. Here's a question for you before I get to Kenyon Drake. Although it kind of ties in, Chris. Let's go to DeAndre Swift. If I told you right now not a trade just who would you rather have would you rather have swift or josh jacobs going forward in dynasty right now oh man um yeah, see, probably, there you yeah go. it's tough probably swift i think higher ceiling yeah i think so higher ceiling like the fact that he's catching you know people take all the shots that they want to on jacobs and not being able to catch he can it's just they don't they don't use him that way and there is something to be said about swift and you know what he was able to do as a rookie catching balls out of the backfield now you bring in Kenyon drake who also had his issues catching last year too but you know they just you know they didn't use him the same way that they used him the year before and, and chase edmonds was that the guy who was catching balls i'm very excited for chase edmonds uh, as of today and, we'll yeah, happens, until they draft but, somebody yeah, <laughs> until they draft somebody but as of today i am excited you know, this is another situation where, you know, a Raiders fan, I, I texted him earlier today when I saw this and, you know, he's a big Jacobs guy and he just, he says he's thrilled. Who knows? But <laughs> you got to have these multiple backs, right? Jacobs was a guy who was getting, you, you know, you look at the back of the, the football card in the game log and you see the games where the Raiders won it was Jacobs. It was the Jacobs show. It was, it was him being a beast on the ground, eclipsing 20 plus carries and just getting a lot of work and they run the football. Like that's what Gruden wants to do. I've heard you say it multiple times. It's what he did back in the day with the bucks. It's what he's been doing with the Raiders is, is trying to establish the run and, and run the rock and run the football i think that's what they're gonna do with both of these guys but yeah i mean looking forward in a dynasty league with some of the shots that jacobs has taken as well over the past couple of years he hasn't been a complete 
like, I don't want to knock him too much for the injuries, a couple injuries, whatever. But Swift to me, I think has the higher ceiling, but this is a Raiders team that wants to run the football. They're going to be competitive. They have a better offense. So there's something to be said about that as well. Right. So I, I tweeted this out earlier, looking it up. So the past two seasons, Drake had 33.7 and 31% of the running back targets for Arizona. Jacobs actually had 30, 38.6 and 47.4. So, for, I, 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 yeah. And I point that out for everybody that might see this. And because perception and because perception drives people's opinions and remember a lot of the beginning of the last year where oh jacobs is going to be used more in the passing game and then it stopped and that's what everybody remembers everybody remembers jacobs doesn't get used in the passing game that's what that's what sticks in everybody's minds he doesn't because it's not that he doesn't it's that he doesn't to his ability we know he could do more we everybody knows he could do more and i think that's where the perception and the reality split because drake is actually very similar to Josh Jacobs. They're good pass catchers, but they're not great. So it's not going to be Drake comes in and he's the new Jalen Richard. I think he's just more as a pure backup, kind of almost like, I was going to say Latavius Murray, but Latavius Murray, not Latavius Murray Saints, Latavius Murray Vikings. Vikings. Yeah. He caught some balls too. You know, last year is just so interesting for Drake. It was, it was remarkable to see the first few games, like eight games in 2019 with Arizona, 28 catches and 35 targets, 15 games of Arizona in year two. He didn't even top that. He had three fewer grabs and four fewer targets in half the games. Like he had double the amount of games, basically 15 to eight. And they just, they started to throw to him in the second half of the season. I think maybe that had something to do with Kyler's shoulder. He wasn't taking shots deep down the field anymore. You know, with Christian Kirk, there was a stretch where he would just take at least one shot to Kirk, and that just stopped when he suffered that shoulder injury against the Seahawks. And it was Edmonds. But that, again, in the in the last part of the – look at the game log. It was – at least he was getting three, two catches. But there was a stretch, you know, the first eight weeks of the season, he'd only top one catch – twice and that happened in week one and week two so there was a, a a good chunk there of playing time when he wasn't getting opportunities out of the backfield and at least for Jacobs there was an uptick he started off very strong I don't know what happened Jake I don't know what you think happened in the <laughs> second half but remember the first few I mean he had I'm looking at right now six targets four grabs three 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 and four three and four like this is a guy who was like okay wow he's gonna get three catches per game and and there was a a few games where he did get those three catches per game, but there was other ones where he just disappeared. And I think part of that was just, we're winning. We're having success. We're just running the football. We don't need to be playing catch up here. Look at the game against Cleveland. They won 16 to six and he had 31 carries, 31 carries, 129 yards. Didn't have a catch in the game. Didn't need to have a catch in the game. So it was part of it was game script, but I think this is a good one, two punch. I think it's a, I think it's a win, a positive move for Vegas to bring in Drake. Yeah, I think it was the first couple of games too was like before Nelson Aguilar really took yeah off. popped off. And yeah, Brian Edwards played the first three games. I'm not saying Brian, Edwards, but you know, kind of more of a balance. It's again, kind of who you can focus on. So you know, you lose Brian Edwards, you push Henry Ruggs outside. He's struggling. You don't need to cover him too much. You pay more attention to the backfield and Josh. It's a waterfall effect. There are a lot of things involved, basically. Where will um, you have Jacobs? So will you have him as a top twelve back now? No. No, I don't can't. even think I did. I think he was just outside for just me. Outside? Yeah. 
It's because come down a bit though, doesn't he? With this edition, I mean, you got to bump him down even more. I think. Just a few, yeah, because if more like spots. said the the run department, and because Kenny Drake is similar to him, and so now you're talking about what uh, compared to like before this, I think he's kind of in the same boat as Joe Mixon. Like we wish we could get 300 plus touches. Like we know they're both great, but they just it's that consistent usage and part of it is like potentially even some touchdowns but they just that fringe rb1 where it's like ah just can't you just be a little bit more <laughs> and now yeah. now with that yeah for certain uh you mentioned chase Evans, and that's why i, I gotta save that for a show later because i don't think i like chase Evans as much as the next guy i just don't think he's going to be their answer next year they're going to draw uh, somebody yeah and oh if, what if like travis etn falls to them in the oh my goodness like that? <laughs> like, yeah i already like this team in the direction that they're headed i love kyler um you know well, i was gonna say we bring that out real quick guy, do you think there's anything left for aj green because I, I think this i think this helps but i don't think it helps him i think it yeah. helps somebody specifically if you know what i'm getting at yeah yeah for sure i i think I, I don't think I will be in on him. I mean, he's going to be basically free in fantasy drafts. I may take a flower on him in the in the last round. I think overall it does help the team. I think it helps Kirk. I think it helps. Yep. I think I think it definitely helps Kirk. And you know, Hopkins is Hopkins. So I'd like to see them use him differently this year. I didn't like how they used him last year, but again, Kyle, something that happened to Kyler, and it changed their offense a little bit. So if he can just stay healthy and take some shots. I think we'll see a very motivated AJ Green, right? Get out of Cincinnati with this young offensive team with Kyler and Hopkins on the other side and Kirk is explosive and heck if they do draft an ETN or something like that, it's it's gonna be the sky the sky's gonna be the limit for this team. So it's I think it's exciting for for AJ in Arizona, but from a fantasy standpoint, I don't think he has a whole lot left, man. At times he looked very, very slow last year. Oh, he there's there's a big question here. I admit it. I, I like hope there's something left for him at this Me point because he he looked toast. Uh, yeah. But I will say, yeah, the Kirk thing is what excites me because Kirk was kicked outside 87 percent of the time last year. Uh, fortunately, AJ Green spent only 17 percent of the time in the slot. So now no Fitzgerald put Kirk into the slot. Let him Maybe. dominate there. He can play outside, but similar to rugs. He can play out there. But don't put him out there. Like you, you get the difference in what I'm trying oh, to yeah. say. So totally. I'm super excited for Kirk. I, I jokingly said, you know, the fourth year receiver, the old, if you remember, the third year wide receiver is now the fourth year wide receiver. So <laughs> we just got Corey Davis and now we can get Christian Kirk because AJ Green can kind of get overlooked. Uh, honestly, the pecking order, I think we agree, is Hopkins, Kirk, AJ Green. And hell, it might even be Isabella than AJ Green. <laughs> totally yeah I, I would agree with that but yeah i am excited for kirk i i'm a big fan of his and at times when they used him in the slot uh he was productive and he's very explosive yeah do you know how but speaking of that because i bring up as do you know how many plays they ran in four wide last year they dominate it wasn't even close to how much they led the league in that uh no i 220 the next closest. Wait, was what like, is the next closest? It was like 129 or something like that. I'm trying <laughs> to find my tweet. Of course, I can't. It's significant. The, it, oh, well, the, the the best part about it is, where's Twitter advanced search? Okay, Twitter advanced search. Here we go. All these words. 224 wide. And I should be able to find it because the advanced search is actually pretty good. Have you ever used this? Yes. You can go back and see if you said anything stupid. Like a I long say time all ago. my, uh, <laughs> yeah, all my bad takes. <laughs> <laughs> like, what did I say? Whoops. <laughs> All right. So yeah. Okay. Arizona four wide, 220 times. Buffalo is second at 149. It would have been my guess. Yeah. Buffalo. You know, third. A, you want to take a guess of the team that was third? 
Um, You're not going to get it. Yeah, I'm not going to get it. It's not the Chargers. Tom Brady. Ta- Tampa Bay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but Bands you want to know third was? <laughs> what is third? 56. Holy crap. <laughs> hey, man. So, uh, I, I, I like this 164 offense. 164 more times in third place. That's amazing. But yeah, I like the I like the zona offense, man. Like I said, sky's the limit for them. And just get a little bit from AJ. Just a little bit, right? You gotta one thing I will say for him too, that that was his first year in what felt like maybe three years for him, because with the injuries and he took the entire season off, I believe, the year before. So I don't know. I felt like that was the excuse I made for him in the first few weeks of the season. Ah, you know, he hasn't played in a long time. He just needs to get up to, you know, in game shape and game speed and, and he'll turn it on in the second half, which just wasn't the case. But also at the same time, like Higgins and Boyd were phenomenal last yeah. year. So there was no reason to really look AJ's way. No, well, that's that's a big part of it too. All right. So what, we bounced around so much. Like, what do we have left here? Oh, we got to still talk about that poo poo head. So um, let's see. What else? Oh, let's talk about the footballs. Yeah, the footballs. And uh, as we got two more the footballs and my new team from two years ago. You know what team that is, right? <laughs> Cleveland? No. The Chargers? $20. No. Oh, the Jags. There you go. Yes, I knew put I'd get it. Twenty dollars on them to win the Super Bowl after the after last year's Super Bowl. I'm kind of feeling really good about it at this point. I got a lot of money too. They can still make some noise. You know that they're going to have a good quarterback in Lawrence. Hey, all I'm saying is Ben Roethlisberger can do it. Trevor Lawrence can do it. I'm gonna say. Good, good point. I mean, it's twenty dollars to make two thousand. Exactly. Yeah, it was perfect. a fun bet. So anyway, before we get to them, Curtis Samuel on the footballs, Ryan Fitzpatrick on the footballs. So the Ryan Fitzpatrick one was a fun. I, I forgot. I didn't even mention Chris. Right yesterday, when I don't know if you do, you follow Marcus Mosher. Yeah. So yeah. when he was talking about Kenny Holiday could be close, look out NFC East. Mm-hmm. Do you remember mm-hmm. seeing that tweet? Yeah, I thought it was Washington that he would go to, though. I went and put down a $10 bet on Washington to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> so was, That's a good bet. They're, I believe they're plus money to win the division, which I'm interested in as well. Yeah, so it was 5500 for the Super Bowl. And, oh, you know, man. thinking it might be Galladay. But I like the Curtis Samuel thing just as much. You know, with Ryan Fitzpatrick, I said this to Brandon earlier today. Tell me, I know there's holes in the secondary, but tell me, like, the glaring Oh my God, this is going to be their downfall situation. We're like, where's the hole in the team? They still have the draft. They still have some free agency to left and finish up. But you look at this team and tell me this isn't a competitive team with Ryan Fitzpatrick, who, by the way, still doesn't have a playoff game played. That's yet. the one thing I was going to say is like, <laughs> you know, that? Is that crazy? Yeah, that is crazy because what is this, his ninth team? His, so <laughs> he hasn't the, played in a playoff game. I know. And, and that's the one thing I was going to say is I'm, I'm cool with that bet. I like it. Uh, but he has yet to even get to the playoffs. Maybe he did get to the playoffs once. Was he play for a playoff game? With- no, but he didn't play. He didn't play. Was that when he was back up with Houston potentially? But uh-huh. yeah, he so he has not played a playoff snap. So he has zero playoff wins. But I mean, <laughs> if he was the quarterback for the entire season for Miami, maybe it's a different story. Right. So Ryan Fitzpatrick, we're not drafting him as QB1. We know that. But Curtis Samuel, do you remember where Curtis Samuel finished last year, by the way, at wide receiver? Oh, in a half point setting. Yeah, Man, I, was I think surprised. he was. Uh, I think he was a top twenty. I think he was yeah. like a top twenty-five. Twenty. Yeah, number twenty-five on the nose. Man, he so, was very productive down the stretch too, doing a lot of different things. Yeah, I I think so. I I think he is. Yeah, he's definitely a wide receiver three. Oh I, man, I, I like. What Sorry, he, <laughs> they're plus three hundred to win the division. 
Yeah, $20. I was looking for it here on the fly. Oh. Why not? The defense <laughs> is legit. The defense is good. It's so good. Um, oh, yeah, maybe the secondary, like whatever. But Go the, the fact that they get pressure, they hung around with the Bucks for a while in that game, right? Getting nothing from anybody offensively. Right. And I think everyone knows that it's a huge win for Terry McLaurin. The second that Fitz um, was signed there, there's a guy, you know, he's he's not afraid to to throw the ball downfield to his studs. And he's, you know, some of the wide receivers that he's had in, in the past, I mean, they've been very productive with him under center. So, I mean, we just saw it last year too with Parker at times, but yeah, I'd like the Samuel signing too. It's is another guy. They've done a good job. I remember talking to you last year and we were like trying to get excited about Antonio Gandy golden. Like it's like, ah, they just need to do more, right? Like there's an opportunity for them to do more. There's playing time there. I, you know, Gibson looks like a, like a winner, right? He looks, he looks strong. And you bring in Curtis Samuel who, you know, Carolina used him. You know, some end arounds, some red zone carries. They can do some unique things with him. So I I think another move potentially, they're gonna make it, right? Whether it's drafting a, a stud wide receiver. I don't know if, if Bateman's a guy. I'd like to see it, but they could sign another guy. I don't know if it's Kenny Galladay, but well, you imagine Kenny Galladay on this team, right? Now we're looking at a team that just needs to score twenty four points. Well, we know football. Kenny Galladay is not going someplace because I got breaking news for you. Oh my goodness. Did he go somewhere? No. Will Fuller went to the Dolphins on a one-year deal. Wow. A, yeah. Like a prove-it type deal? Interesting. Uh, I'm get, well, I mean, prove-it wasn't PEDs type deal. You know why I had that conversation with somebody the other day? I think it was Mayo. We were talking about Alshon the time that he got suspended for the, the PEDs, and it, was, it wasn't said pub- publicly, but it was like, okay, he, he's coming up on a contract where he needs to get signed and he's been in and out of the lineup for a couple of years. If he just takes the, the, the suspension this year and the next year has a full season, he got paid. He had the great season, won the Super Bowl with the Eagles, got paid, now released, and now his career is done. But I almost thought that that was fuller too. Like just have that, you take the suspension and then you have the full year. I don't know. I'm just talking. But <laughs> I am surprised that he only got a one-year deal. And then he decided to choose Miami. Okay. What does that do for you with Tua? Because I wasn't overly impressed. He showed signs. I thought the game he had against Arizona last year was phenomenal. I thought he was That's, really, really good in that I'm game. I'm a Tua fan. It's like, yikes. I still don't think that Tua is the compliment you want for Will Fuller. Like, I'm a Tua fan, and Tua's big game downfield ability was never what I liked about him. Uh, so I thought... Kenny Galladay would have been a much better oh, fit, much especially better for the fit. contested catches situation, yeah. which by the way, as we're doing this, there's also a word out of New York that there is quote unquote, no guarantee that the giants making an offer to Galladay. No kidding. They have no money. Um, <laughs> they Apparently the Bengals the first, had offered so, him a contract too, but it was a one year. It was a prove it deal as well. Like, come but on, the giants would have Galladay to defer a lot off year one. So that was understand like i you know what i could understand that like they're hesitant about his injury galladay wants money and he should ask for money so i I understand why his market's been kind of slow is because you have somebody who's willing to take the fact that he's been injured and then two because of the cap you don't have a lot of people with the money this year to do it that kind of screwed things up so you would have to have one of these contracts not the Taysom hill contract but you'd have to have one of those ones that put up a lot of the money to start in the second year and some of these players might not like that so in any case I don't Point like being, this. I don't like this landing spot. I don't think for Will Fuller. Yeah, I'm no, not, to- not a fan. Don't, don't love it. 
I would have liked I, hey, Green Bay. Good news. Would, good news. I never had him on any teams now, so I don't have to worry about it anyway. Yeah, geez, you, you weren't drafted fuller anyways. But no. you were gonna, well, we, depending on where he – like imagine if he was with the Packers, right? We're, we're talking Packers about him being drafted there. as a top – I don't know. Oh, you reminded Somebody me. would gonna, take him as 15. Said, 15 but but he's you, not going to be ranked for me as a top 15, top 20 wide receiver. Who, fuller? No. No chance. Oh, no. No. But I he would have in Green there. Bay. I no. No. It's also because it's Will Fuller. You can finish top 15, but it's the same thing as Aaron Jones. Now that it's A.J. Dillon, I'm, I'm a little bit more confident in Aaron Jones. Like, I will actually rank Aaron Jones as like six, yes. seven, eight. Yeah, but it was right. he'll finish six, seven, eight, but I won't rank him there because it's the up and down play. Will Fuller will finish as wide receiver 18, but I'm not going to play it off. It's the Amari Cooper before he got with Dak Prescott. You and I both got to get out of here real quick. I want to talk about my team, the Jaguars. Marvin yeah. Jones, I love this. You know, I, I wanted T.Y. Hilton there because I wanted a veteran presence who can do what Marvin Jones and T.Y. Hilton at this point. T.Y. Hilton used to be a lot more of a field stretcher, but now they're actually pretty similar. Touchdown reliant, veteran presence, put them alongside Chenault and Chark, draft Trevor Lawrence. I would put the pecking order, Chark, Jones, Chenault, kind of ding Chenault a little bit just because of the opportunities. But I think what I will say this as we get out of here, Chris, Trevor Lawrence, you know, I think he's going to be a QB one as a rookie. I think he'll throw for 575 times or more. And I'll compare this situation to a team we were talking about. I think Chark, Chenault, and Jones can be just like what we saw with the Panthers with Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, and Curtis Samuel. So Jones is Robbie Anderson, touchdown reliant. DJ Moore is DJ Chark, the ones that you want. And then Chenault is the third one in the mix of Curtis Samuel, and you're going to have more volatility. Yeah, I totally agree with everything you said there. I'm very interested in Lawrence. And, you know, they're, they're probably going to be chucking quite a bit as much as, you know, James Robinson ran the football. I think we're going to get a value on a lot of these guys, James Robinson included too. Um, like I don't care about Carlos Hyde being there at all. I think this is I a actually real like much, it because it makes yeah, me feel better. Exactly. It's really good news. <laughs> I would agree hundred percent there that, and Robinson, uh, you know, I just don't think he's going to get drafted where he should. I think people are going to think that it was a fluke and you see it towards the end of the season that he was banged up and they, and they won't draft him, but you know, this, this offense, I think, could turn around pretty quickly. <laughs> it does help to get a guy like Lawrence under center, but I like Marvin Jones a lot. I mean, it was a slow start for him, but he turned it on in the second half. He was uh, a target monster. He showed that he is still one of the best inside the red zone. He's got nine touchdowns in three of his last four years. He's always been a guy that you can count on inside the red zone. I think he is probably going to be, don't you think, maybe their number one red zone option? through. Yeah. You know, he's going to be the guy that leads the team in red zone targets, I would imagine. Like Chark, too. Um, you know, spike up, obviously, with Lawrence. And I would agree. Chenault down a bit, but who knows, right? Hey, they, they Samuel just, just need to find a way to 25. Use yeah. Yeah. They just need to find out. Yeah, exactly. Find a way to to use him in year two and new offense here. So yeah, there's there's a lot, I think, to to get excited about with the Jags. I know you made that long shot bet. And I just again they have a lot of money. They can do a, a hell of a lot more. I draft a couple guys, get better on defense. You know, they've they I don't have many pieces left from when they made that run a couple of years ago, but 
teams can turn this around pretty quickly when you have the picks and when you have the cap space. And now you bring in like Meyer and Bevel and you're going to have the quarterback. People are going to want to play with Trevor Lawrence. Let's do it. Jaguars, Washington football, Super Bowl. Imagine, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. I said that three years ago. It's like, no chance. Party at Jake's because I have all the money. <laughs> uh, I love the Washington bet though, Jake. Like that's a good bet. Oh, I tripled down on that while we were talking, by the way. I'm not going to lie. I put him for oh, division man. for NFC champion. So I now have him in all three places. <sighs> Maybe let's go. Go Washington. Go Chris Meany. If you want to pay attention to hockey, at Chris Meany at Fade the Noise Network FTN. Um, what? What? Anything else you want to pimp before you get out of here? We'll no, that's it. I got to get you on Mean Streets. We'll preview the Mets. Maybe if you got some time next week for me, we'll get you on. Uh, <laughs> preview the Mets and pump your guys' beautiful athletic draft guide over there. I know you got some sleepers and your rankings and projections, but yeah, that's it, man. Just been doing some team previews over on Mean Streets. I uh, This is cool for me today. going to do a baseball show, a football show, a hockey show, and a basketball show. So oh, my God. It, it is March. <laughs> it's an exciting time. Uh, yeah, just you know, at Chris Meany. Appreciate having you having me on, man. Um, it's always fun to talk football with you. And, you know, I know we'll do this again, probably after the draft or something, we'll, you know, get you, uh, on my show, but yeah, thanks for having me, man. Good times. Always, always a blast. Yeah. Make sure you give Chris a follow and check out his picks. If you listen to them, they'll do well because I'll avoid them. <laughs> and $1 a month at the athletic. If you haven't signed up yet, uh, stupid not to and yeah what met was talking about carlos grasco straight halves they're already getting the mets are already getting hurt that's why i went but don't go and listen to the next show we didn't even get to talk about jared cook so fart noise jared cook nobody cares good good times everybody we love you Bye-bye.